Hey there, I'm Kim Cusack, your host of Hitting the High Note. I have a great show today. I met up with my friend Amanda, and I want to say thank you to Amanda for joining me today. Here it is. Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Cusack, and today I am joined by a very talented and special guest, Amanda Shepard. You may remember Amanda as Emily Binks from Hocus Pocus, but she's just so much more than an actor. She's a healer, a mystic, Reiki master, and even an author. I'm proud to welcome to the show, Amanda Shepard. Thank you. Doing you. I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm doing good. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and besides acting, you dabbled in real estate mm-hmm. and in music yep. with um, Hee Hee Ha Ha. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. I can't believe... Um, yeah, you did your research. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I was in real estate for seven years, and um, I was in a band for about a couple of years. Amanda, what was that experience like playing in a band? Oh my God, I loved it. Um, I absolutely loved it. I loved singing. Um, even though I didn't sing opera, I studied opera for many years, but it was a rock band. Um, so I didn't use my opera skills, um, but they took me into music. So um, I was just really excited. And at that time, I was inspired by a couple different bands. Um, and it was just a great way for me to express myself since I wasn't somebody that could play an instrument. Like some people were like, on the drums or you know playing a golf everybody has their own outlet and I felt like I didn't have any um so um singing felt like the best option for me and hocus pocus 30th year anniversary it's amazing yeah <laughs> did you ever think that your role as Emily Binks would be so iconic Hell no. <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> um, but I'm extremely thankful that it did. And once again, like I, it just feels like it's pure magic. There's no other way to explain it. I don't know of any movie. I can't think of anything. Can you think of any movie that like was was a kind of a flop like in the beginning and then became this big deal 30 years later i mean like ferris bueller oh ferris bueller or like uncle buck oh uncle buck yeah. okay goonies like, oh yes the goonies. goonies even ninja turtles ninja turtles yeah yeah okay so there's some sort of, yeah. yeah across the universe that was another one across the universe wait it wasn't 
am I thinking of the right movie where it's like all Beatles songs yes. with Evan Rachel Wood? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that movie. Me too. And uh, yeah. Bono from U2 played Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert. Yes. yes. I remember that yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. And not a lot of people have heard of it. Yeah. Hocus Pocus, iconic Halloween movie. Like, mm -hmm. I think the best Halloween movie. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, I mean, all the people in that movie are great. They're all heavy hitters. I knew even as a young age going into it, and I was like, it's a big deal. Yeah. Really awesome, but like I said, was not a hit. Yeah. <laughs> was not. <laughs> Plus, um, Kenny Ortega film. Oh, I know, Kenny Ortega. And every time I think of Kenny Ortega, I'm like, I think this is it. Exactly. Like, oh my god. Such a Kenny Ortega. I know. And like to think that Michael Jackson that Michael Jackson chose Kenny Ortega like out of mm -hmm. any director, producer, whatever, he wanted Kenny. Like Kenny understood him. Kenny knew how to speak to him and and talk to him and relate to him and communicate with him and I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. Focus Focus was major um film debut. Mm. And also, not a lot of people know, but you also did theater work. Yeah. Yeah, I did a little play called um, The Robert Bridegroom, and, and this was in high school. And then I did a play outside of high school when I graduated called The Real Queen of Hearts Ain't Even Pretty. And I was the real queen of hearts. <laughs> so I played this really mean, um, like beauty queen and um i'll never forget that was when i knew that i had found my niche like in the world yeah to be honest like i never really liked theater i never i always thought theater was very um like the acting was over the top mm -hmm. for me i wasn't attracted to that style because i had grown up doing you know interviewing for movies and uh, stuff that sounded real yeah. natural so every time i heard theater i was like it's so fake you know mm -hmm. <laughs> um until i actually did it and i was able to appreciate that i was able to appreciate theater and and see how how it, it isn't that they're being fake it's that they're emphasizing real emotions so it's almost like them going this is a real emotion this is real but we just want to show you how important it is, mm -hmm. so we're going to emphasize it. And there's so many great actors out there who have done theater, like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah, lots and lots of actors. In fact, lots of actors, even when get they get to A status, are still going back, you know, into theater, and because that's I think where a lot of their hearts really are. I'm glad that I finally was able to appreciate it, you know, at some point in my life. Yeah, I did theater in high school. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was in South Pacific. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did, you, did you love it? Oh, I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. And at first I was like, I don't know about like theater. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And fell in love with it. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And like one of my main passions is music. Okay. Yeah. What do you play? I guitar a little bit. Okay, yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Getting to interview artists and 
hearing about their music journey. Totally, like, um, I get it. Like, getting the inside scoop and, mm-hmm. and kind of getting to see a little bit of, like, the nuts and bolts of people. I find that very interesting myself, so I get it. In one of the chapters in your book, you mentioned uh, a song from Velvet Underground. Oh, white wow, heat. white light. Or white light, white heat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, about Reiki. Mm-hmm. And, which, <laughs> a lot of people don't really like to talk about Reiki and all that. Oh, I know, they don't. They don't know what it is. Or, yeah. yeah. They, they think it's, like, um, like, I feel like the stereotype is of a girl that goes to Pilates and um, does uh, energy healing and mm-hmm. thinks that um, and pretends that she's actually affecting somebody's well-being with her hands, slightly raised above the body, and and it's just considered a joke. But what's given it some validity, thank God, um, over the years, is that now it's in like over five hundred hospitals, and then I talk about in my book how. Um, it got added to hospice, so, um, um, so yeah, scientists have, have started to delve into it and have actual scientific data of the benefits of it. And what a lot of people don't know is there, I'll, I'll reveal something, um, a lot of, I'll just say miraculous healers in the world, um, even some I know, started with Reiki. I just say that. So that's why you see all these girls are like, oh, yeah, you know, because they do, they kind of, they know all about it. They know, they know all about it. Your book, Becoming Multidimensional, how long did it take to write? Um, to be honest, when I gave it to my uncle, he said, how long did this take five, six years? And I said, no, two months. <laughs> so I wrote like 12 hours a day every single day for two months and I finished it because I wasn't I'd never written a book before and I'd taken a bunch of classes on how to write and all this stuff but one thing I forgot which is probably a class that I missed was to put notes on points that you need to make and because I didn't make those points I had to write every day so that I could remember everything that I wrote so I wouldn't retell um, a point that I wanted to make. So that's why I had to write too much straight. That's a lot. Yeah. And like I had to condense that too. I have to put it in this many chapters. It can't be too, too long. You know, nobody even, nobody even really reads books anymore you know yeah. most people that it's write sad. books it's sad more people that write books now are are aiming to write like 150 pages or 100 pages even and to me i'm old school you know i i'm like if i'm gonna write a book it's gonna be like a book mm-hmm. <laughs> so um that was important to me um, but I also didn't want it to, to be um, 600 pages, so I had to condense it, and I had to simplify it, um, and I had to um, 
take out the golden nuggets. And of course, there's some things that I didn't put in there because I didn't remember. And then you later on, you go, oh, I should have put that in the book. But I'm like, oh, okay, no, like, it's exactly when I look at it, everything that I said, I feel like is exactly what I needed to say. And I feel what people that connect with it, what they need to hear. They don't need to hear about some other experience that would wow them. You know, they don't care about being loud. Um, they want something to connect with and relate to and feel like, oh my God, like, same things have been happening to me or I went through the same thing um, you know so I, I don't think about that stuff anymore about what I left out I'm like that was meant to stay out yeah and you mentioned connecting with it and the other night I started reading it and within the first like four chapters I was like there's a lot of stuff in this book that I can Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, um, that blows my mind. Yeah, like toxic uh, relationships. Very real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very real and That's very scary. Very scary and very, very scary. real. Yeah. yeah. And seizures, too. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I've had seizures. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you're okay now, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. 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 Oh, good. I'm so happy because when I wrote it, to be honest, I didn't think really anybody would, um, or a lot of people would. Obviously, we're all human. I'm not that egotistical to where I think I'm not special, that I'm not different. Not at all. I think I think hundreds of thousands of people understand. You know, but. The only reason I wrote it, it wasn't because I thought I had special stories or that I was special. I wrote it because I was my dream. An angel came to me and said, start documenting your life and what you're like. And they said, who's going to read my book? And they're like, who will like it? And so that's when I started That's good. And it's a divine moment. It was. It was. And over the years, many people have told me to write a book. Like, I had different psychics come up to me and say, you have a book in you. I had different relationships to say, you need to write a book. I've had family members say, um, yeah, you're going to write a book someday. You know, it, it was always in my life. But the thing was, uh, I was, oh, yeah, even, yeah, just my whole life I was told that. But the thing was, I was never ready to. Ever ready to. I'm like, I'm not ready old to where I have all these experiences yet, um, I just wasn't ready to. I, I needed something else to tell me, yeah. you know, I needed to know within my soul, you know, that, that this, this needed to come out. It had to be deeper than just me writing a book. So um, I waited till I had divine intervention, and I waited in, 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 until I really had something to say. And I felt like I had something to say, you know? Yeah. Just knew. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, a lot of my story has a lot to do with um, connecting back to God. And I know people hate that word. Still, a lot of people hate that word. I want to call it source. 
it's a lamp, which is fine. You know, you can call it whatever you want, it's the same thing. Um, but a lot of my book is like coming back to God, it's like coming back to Jesus, you know? Um, but for me, it was about coming back to God. Um, and so that's what got me through when, when I had my life or death situation and I felt like I was dying, I would have died. Um, I was an atheist at the time. I thought, um, you know, religion was for the weak crutch. And then I found myself in a position where I could walk and talk and function. Um, and I almost died. And then I, um, I said one prayer. To my, I got a piece of paper somehow and I could write somehow. I didn't even know how I did it. But I wrote a poem called Test at C S E E. And I forgot the poem. And I even forgot the poem in the book because I don't have it anymore. And also it's a traumatic experience for me. Um, but I basically, I basically wrote down the exact words are in the book, but I basically wrote down, basically, if there's a God, save me, help me. And as soon as I did that, um, my third eye like popped open and I felt this love come through me and, um, and all of a sudden I knew from that moment on, um, I then was guided to do everything. Um, and then through a series of other experiences that was unfolding. Going back to your question, what I'm trying to say is, if you're having that come into Jesus moment of need, where it's like life or death, um, maybe if you don't believe in God, what is it going to hurt you to to um, to believe and to see if something happens? What is it going to hurt you? Like, what are you going? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say, say a prayer, say a prayer to God, like from the from the depths of your like broken soul. You know, say that prayer from your heart and your soul to God. And see what happens. And that's all I'll say. Just see what happens. Prayers do work. They do work. Yeah, yeah it's been proven. Definitely. Wow, that's got heavy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And like, yeah, like everybody needs God in life. They do. They really do. Yeah. It's it's I feel we're we're at a time now where the the other side this is if you believe in a negative and positive energy, I'll just say the other side, um, I feel is working in a different way than it used to. You know, I feel that the evil is now not dressed in evil. It's dressed in the opposite. It's dressed in, um, from what I've gathered and from what I feel, light, like false light. Yeah. And I feel technology. So... I feel it's our duty to um, try to um, extend our senses and become these divine beings that I feel that we were destined to be, um, so that we can realize we're so much more than just these bodies. Um, I feel that's really important. 
um, in in as well connecting with the divine as includes the divine. Um, that's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Very great. Energy healing is they have no idea they have no idea so that's why I'm so excited to be one of those people that looks like a Reiki girl you know because <laughs> to Pilates because um, I do go to Pilates crazy things happen crazy things have happened and um, um, like miracles <laughs> miracles have happened <laughs> and many times that's how common they are um, but the thing is, is, you know, whoever gets into it or gets introduced to it, you know, it's, it's their soul that's going to make them drawn to it and, and, and take them to it. So I spread my own, um, um, message and, and everything through something as simple as a book so people can it up if they want, get into the things that I'm talking about if they want. Um, it's it's all a choice to them. And, and that's what I feel that this age is all about. It's about many choices. Instead of having things shut down your throat, you know, now we're available to many, many, too many choices, really. Yeah. More people need to connect mm -hmm. with the third eye. Yes. A lot of people need healing. A lot of people need healing, and and there there was a teacher um, that I had that explained everything that made sense to me. It also makes sense to everyone else. But sometimes when you say certain words, it'll trigger something in them that'll make them remember something. Um, I was in light language school to yes. learn how to speak light languages that we all just started speaking the language and didn't know who to go to. Mm -hmm. So there was a place where we could all congregate and speak light language to each other and be like, okay, we're family. Like we can be all weird together, you know? Um, and, and, oh my God, that excited me so much that I lost you. <laughs> Okay, what were we talking about? I'm sorry. Yeah, like how people need more healing. Yes. So I went. I went to light language. Why did I go to light language? Hmm. That's interesting. Well, anyways, um, that is another recipe for 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 healing. Um, and once again, like that's in the book as well. So I only. Noted one experience that I had during my language. Patient or person, whatever you want to say, client. Um, I read that chapter today. Yeah, yeah. And I'm almost hesitant to go back to my Reiki circle <laughs> because <laughs> they're in the book. <laughs> uh, so she still, con she still <laughs> contacts me, you know, and says there's a Reiki circle, and it's been like years now, and I'm like, no, not yet. And I need to like let the book simmer. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of things have happened. Um, that, that that was basically my training ground. Um, was 
um, going to a Reiki circle and practicing Reiki. Anybody that wanted it, um, but as far as far as everybody need, needing healing, um, this is why I got on the on the light language subject. My light language teacher said, "There's a ninety nine percent engine that exists in this world, but it's imaginary, and it makes for the one percent of reality that exists physically." And when she said that, I was like, smokes, like, I get that. Like, now that I've seen so many different things and I've seen different dimensions and I've seen the invisible, I'll say, I can see how there's an absolute, I'll just say different reality engine that makes up and creates this 1% of reality. So what I'm getting to is that if there's an engine that makes something real, right, something physical, then if you take a person and they have a physical disease or disorder, well, guess what? There's probably a little engine in there that created that disease. So if you go, if you bypass the, just the physical aspect of it and you look at it as, a, once again, holistic medicine, holistic, holistic medicine came about, is that we're not just human beings or spiritual beings as well so psychology has gotten so far as to say our psychology affects our health right um and our emotions affect our health but um it also goes deeper than that your soul also affects our health so it's mind body and soul and, the, and so I always go to the root of everything. I've always been drawn to the root of everything. So I go, what is the root of that? And I'm like, it's at the soul level. It's at the soul level. And once I can address the thing that's at the soul level, and then I address the thing that's at the emotional level, and then I address the thing that's at the mental level, everything is energy. And everything is always... Um, been to me, like that's how I perceived the world after I had my first awakening. I just saw everything as energy. Like nothing was just a table. You know, everything was like spinning as they used to teach atoms, which now really doesn't even exist. Now they're realizing that it's all dark matter. Anyways, <laughs> spinning dark matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so every, everything, everything is energy. Everything is alive. Yeah, once you realize that perception of everything changes. Another thing I would say for people like a nugget of advice from when things are going really wrong is to get into nature. Just like Einstein said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, go into nature. Most most of the everything that I've learned besides getting into energy medicine um, was getting into nature. I learned so much now. People need to enjoy nature like get outside get outside take their shoes off connect with the earth um because we've we've come so far away from from the environment and from who we truly are and um, i talk about that in my book as well but i, I learned that through um or just say a vision of a bee how <laughs> <laughs> well, i feel nature wants us to be, how Mother Nature wants us to be, 
Um, and unfortunately, you know, evolution has gone in a very positive way where we have, we have all these advancements and warmth and comfort in homes and all this stuff, but we've also ripped ourselves away from nature, um, which I believe is the, the root cause of sickness and illness, is our disconnection from nature. So everyone goes, oh, what's the root cause of this? They're like, pollution, the food, the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, the root, the root is the disconnection from nature. That is the first way that they, can, they were able to make us sick. So that's why I say first things first, like if you're ill, get out, get out into nature every single day, get out into the sun. That's the very beginning of it, you know, change your food, yeah. organic food, um, lots, uh, lots of fruits, things that are grown in the sun. Sun is very healing. It just becomes like a, ma a, a magical healing fruit. Um, and then, of course, you know, vegetables, all that stuff coming from the earth, living foods, very, very, very crucial, very important. I just want to add, um, if you feel drawn to the book, um, just have an open mind, you know, take what resonates and what doesn't, leave out. There's no need to bash or judge or... Or, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Attack mm -hmm. or anything like that. Just, you know, be a conscientious person, a mindful person, and just go, oh, that doesn't resonate. Oh, this kind of resonates. This doesn't. This doesn't. It can be sim as simple as that. It doesn't have to be, you know, this attack. <laughs> everybody wants to attack everybody. I know. So it's so ridiculous. I know. So that's why we have to be like, instead of power rangers, we have to be like light warriors. Mm -hmm. And spread the light, share the love. Is there anything you want to ask me? Oh, yeah. Um, what would you say has been the, the hardest thing that you've gotten through in your life? And also the most illuminating and expansive, um, incredible experience any good questions. The hardest really bad toxic relationship in which I was getting death threats on social media. Oh wow, okay. The answer to your second question. Starting the podcast. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. So that's been like a, a such a source of joy for you. Before I started the podcast, I was a DJ at college radio station. Oh wow, yeah. okay. That's awesome. So do you feel like it's part of your purpose, passion, all that? Awesome. So everything like is going to fall into alignment and when you're in alignment with your heart. Yeah. Um, so beautiful. <laughs> Another thing is a great new relationship. Oh, Which, congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we uh, started talking on Christmas Day of all days. Oh, wow. Yeah. because I, I don't always say it out loud, but when I saw Same it, here. I felt like, oh, I have to say this for some reason. So yeah. I said it. Yeah. <laughs>
And I actually, <laughs> this is crazy. I actually took like a screenshot on my phone, like a 444. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And yeah, it's like we all need protection. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We need prayer. We need to pray. We need to stay connected to God. Um, it's very important. And I think that's the biggest message that I think we can leave anybody on is in this time and in this day and age. Um, stay close to God and pray. Um, and keep yourself protected. Call on the angels. Um, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> and check out, check out um, Lorna Byrne. She's an Irish mystic. And she'll blow your mind. Um, all that stuff is, is real, and I can't wait as more people begin to wake up to um, the truth of their soul. They'll begin to remember these things, I feel. Um, and then they'll feel that, that desire to connect. And then they'll start to see that when they connect, things just kind of smooth much better. Like things are, isn't it weird? Yeah. They, things get smoother. Things get smoother. Things get better. Um, opportunities be, begin to happen. Like you guys, good things happen <laughs> true. when you start praying and you start connecting with God. So if you think that you don't benefit from it, for the person that feels like they need to benefit from everything, mm-hmm. um, you benefit from it. Well, I'll say one last thing, and it doesn't matter what religion you are. You can be Catholic, you can be Jewish, you can be Muslim, you can be anything. You know, it's the same liquid in different cups. (laughs) It's the same liquid in different cups. And I can't wait for the whole world to realize that we are all praying to the same thing so that we can all pray together. How can more people find out about your... So I just started a um, a website. I built a website called Shekinah Speaks. And it's Shekinah, S-H-E-K-I-N-A-H dash speaks.com. And there I have all my healing services on there. Um, I offer Reiki, Reiki with light language. Um, and then I offer like these, I don't even know how many I have, but I downloaded it in like three minutes. And I think there's like 70 or 80 of them. And they're only like $7 transmissions for different things. You can look at like anger for anger, for depression, for despair, for loneliness, for <laughs> all different kinds of things that I thought um, people would need. But mostly it was... Um, it just came to me. So I didn't even look at it. I just was writing and writing and writing and writing, writing really fast, you know. I God, I got to do recordings of all of this. <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I have to do them on a portal, you know, day. And so I did all my do, 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 do. So do, 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 portal. Um, and then I also offer um, Kundalini Yoga. So if people want to get into Kundalini Yoga and having an actual practice to where you can actually see change and actually not just go to a couple classes, um, I teach that as well. 
So I have um, a course and I want to um, communicate with me as well for, for help, even though I have videos with clear explanations. <laughs> it's all there. So, so yeah, so I have my website and then I just started a new Instagram page for for, for that website, which is just checking the speaks um, on Instagram. Definitely get Becoming Multidimensional. It is a very great book. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Back with more right after this quick break. Hey, it's Amanda Shepard, a.k.a. Emily Binks, and I want you to check out Hitting the High Note. I'll play you a song from Amanda's music career with Hee Hee Ha Ha, This Is Believe. Time 
That was Amanda's band, Hee Hee Ha Ha, with the song Believe. For Amanda Shepard, I'm Kim Cusack. Thank you all for listening to Hitting the High Note. And have a blessed day. Yes, God bless. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>